<clears throat> we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns, just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. We never apologise to anyone for depending on our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality is a way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologise for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. So there we go. Over to Great. you, Paul. Yeah. So this is obviously the instructions for the fear inventory, which comes, if you look at it as a linear process, First, we look at resentments. And then the next topic is we look at fear. And then the third is we look at how we harm people in the pursuit of what we wanted. So that's the basic introductory inventory. If you're inclined to do more investigation, then <clears throat> they have more questions in the 12 by 12 take on the fourth step. But for many of us, this was more than enough just to see the common manifestations of what has defeated us. And then more gets revealed about the subtler manifestations of what has defeated us as we stay sober and live sober. So I'm going to just read it again. So we reviewed our fears thoroughly. That's the inventory. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment, uh, I can't read because I can't see anymore. Resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. And here's the answer. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? So that's one of the most direct diagnoses of the problem in the big book, where it asks the question, why do we have all this fear? And really, the experience is fear has us, yeah? I mean, it doesn't really feel like I'm having fear, like I'm having a cup of tea or, or, or a thing of coffee. It's like something has me and it's disrupting my little plans and designs, basically, uh, <laughs> during the day. So, uh, but, you know, the self-centered view always has us before a lot of shit that we come after. Yeah. It's just a narration of us as being the doer of stuff that we don't really have a lot to do with. We don't. I mean, who's? what does it look like when you're making fear? I don't know. It's like, I know what it looks like when I'm making bread or something like that. Yeah. But w show me a video of you making fear. You could show me videos of you being being possessed by fear, but I don't see... You're making shit up at all, really. So whatever. Yeah. So we asked ourselves why we had them. Of course, if he let us answer and we were, our answers were part of this book. This book would be about 1600 pages because we have tons of stories why we have fear, usually based on other people. <laughs> we asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? What the hell do they mean by self? And then maybe look at the dictionary uh, definition of reliance. Yeah. But what is it that they're implying here? 
it doesn't say our reliance, it's self-reliance. We're not relying on us, actually. We're relying on self. And this is what triggers the possibility of fear, which is mostly uh, conjured up by mental anxiety, because that which is uh, concerned about it can't produce, you know, apparent mortal threats every second. Yeah. It can't, you know, have a shark appear in my living room or fucking have when someone shoot at me when I'm taking a shower. Yeah. But so what it does is it provokes or triggers the sense of what we call fear through mental anxiety. So, and it's the faith in the mental presentation that produces the anxiety. Yeah. False evidence does not produce a real effect. False evidence can appear to be real to us. Yeah. And then it produces an effect. Yeah. But false evidence is false evidence. But in our case, a lot of false evidence appears real to us. And therefore, we act upon that false evidence. And then, of course, we get jackpotted down the way. So wasn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Wow. Self-reliance was good as, as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. So basically, it's a failed system. It can't do what we need it to do, yes? It's like I have a Fiat electric. It can't, it doesn't have the charge ratio, radius of a Tesla. So it can't do what I like it to do, which is hold the charge longer and go have more miles, yeah? I have to stop and charge it. <laughs> so... Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. <laughs> when it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is, uh, there is a better way. This is the whole presentation of AA to me or recovery. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis. So look up the word basis also, if you like. Yeah, get a sense of what basis means. I don't have the definition now here. I didn't prepare for this talk, obviously, as usual. So let's just say, but you can look it up, basis. Yeah. So for now, we are on a different basis. What was the old basis? The old basis was trusting finite self. The new basis is trusting the infinite. Yeah. So it's saying here, we're already on that new basis, even though your head may not think so. We are on this new basis because we've admitted that we're fucked and we're starting to practice what's these principles in our affairs. So Basically, you may have an idea what you're doing, but you're doing something yeah, to further this. So you're on a new basis, which is trusting the infinite. And what was the old basis? Trusting finite self. Yeah. Now, do you have to know trusting the infinite or would it be better to just find out what trusting infinite looks like? And do you, you've already found out what trusting the finite self looks like. So let's get some fucking knowledge about it and realize you're not that. Yeah. Because the only way you're going to be free from it is seeing you're not it. Because its act is having you take it to be it. That's what it does. Yeah. That's the reason why the solution is the solution because of the problem. We seemingly are living in the act of being identified as self and we're not self. So this is the new basis. Instead of having a trust in that whole story and a faith in that story, we're now having a faith, having it move to trusting something infinite, yeah, which is trustworthy, we find out. Where we find out the other trusting self has failed and will fail. Yeah, it's not personal. It's a failed system. 
Like when they describe any life means any life run on self-will is hardly going to be a success. That's an observation of a failed system. It says no matter what life it is, any life based on self-centeredness is going to fail. That's what the conclusion of recovery from alcoholism has brought about. And we're living in that conclusion, hopefully. Okay, so we trust God rather than our finite selves. How clear, how, is that really, is like, is that a, a mystical, metaphysical, hidden in some hieroglyphics? No, it's pretty much a clear description of, hey, we trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. When? Now? How? By losing interest in finite self. <laughs> That's how it does. How do? How am I going to lose interest as self? I can't. But I can lose interest in self if I see it as not me. But if you are in the act of being identified as self and you attempt to lose interest in self, that's interest in self. Can't get out of it, baby. You can't get out of it as it. Better people have tried. That's <laughs> better. They tried longer and harder and they were clearer and better than most of us. And they came back with the observation, self can't get out of self. Yeah, so we are in this, all right, so we trust infinite God rather than our finite self. So that's the new basis, yeah? We are in this world to get everything I want and more. No, that would be if it was written by self, the book. We are in this world to play the role he assigns. What? Oh, yeah. What wait, what may that be? I don't know. You'll find out. I call it a seed assignment. Yeah. You're going to find out you have a seed assignment. And if you have a seed assignment, you're going to have the ability to fulfill the seed assignment, even though you don't think so. Yeah. You know that idea, God never gives us more than we can handle. Really, God never gives us more than it can handle. Yeah. Which is. This is what we find. We admit we can't handle much, and then we find out we can handle quite a lot. Yeah? That's the admittance of powerlessness. Uh, we are in this world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do, as we think he would have us, and humbly rely on him, then it enables us to match calamity with serenity. Wow. Usually it was calamity is matched with calamity. <laughs> Serenity was a far off idea at that point. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, paradoxically as you have it by giving it away, you stop experience powerlessness when you admit powerlessness. That's paradoxical, yeah? Because it doesn't fit our mental logic. Thank God, because our mental logic is fucking infected with the disease of alcoholism because the problem resides in the mind and the mental logic is an aspect of the mental processes, yeah? That logic isn't logical. It's based on an insane idea that you're the doer of everything that's ever happened through you. Now, if you could, if you could see that, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the idea of the doer is hilarious. Yeah. Do you really believe you're going to take some time and digest that burrito you had yesterday? You know. <laughs> are you pumping the blood or beating the heart? Yeah. Are you doing moving the accordions of the lungs in and out, in and out? Yet, when it comes to subtler processes like thinking, we think we're the one doing it all. That's insane. Eh? It really is. Could you imagine? Oh, I don't want to go in, in, into graphics, so I'm going to stop there.
just to, all right. So we never above uh, the verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. Uh, we ask him, this is, this is one of the basic prayers of recovery. We asked him, uh, we were, oh, instead we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. That's beautiful. First of all, I don't believe it's our fear, but I like that it moves our attention. Yeah, because most of our attention and interest is fixated on self. Yeah. So when something, when a prayer to this higher power allows our attention to move away from self, there's an immediate relief right there. Yeah. And then that which is taking false evidence to be real isn't you. So you stop taking false evidence to be real. <laughs> so there's enough fear in a day of life sometimes for many people. Why pile on with mental anxiety? based on what's not happening, yeah? So we're not going to say you're never going to be threatened in your life. There's never going to be anything. No, you're going to be able to travel lighter with whatever life has in store for you because we can put a lot of excess baggage down. We don't have to be determined by what's not happening, yeah? We can be directed right now by the infinite power instead of being directed by the, the idea of self. That's all. We're going to be driven, as it says in the book, we're driven by a hundred forms of shit. Well, we can be driven by a hundred forms of the of the Godhead, so to speak. Just as we're driven by fear and regret and resentment, we can be driven by compassion, peace, and understanding. We're going to be driven no matter what. That's why there's an old employer and a new employer. Yeah. You're not freed from an employer. You're freed from the old employer. You're now going to have a new employer. And it has a seat assignment for you. Basically, you're going to be employed no matter what. You're going to be used no matter what. But what's going to use you is where the shift changes in the basis. Yeah, We're now going to be being used by the higher power instead of being used by the lower power. And then you observe the effects and you start expressing what you do when you observe great effects, gratitude, honor, or AWE, what you wouldn't do for, you, for yourself or for another you'll do for AA. Yeah, seriously. Am I going to wake up one in the morning because Charlie is somewhere fucking in a $6 motel? No, but if someone in AA calls me to go help Charlie, I'll probably do it. Yeah. Why? Because I have a loyalty to AA, because AA took me out of hell and allowed me to get established out of hell. Yeah. So I would, I'm apt to almost do anything when AA calls me that I wouldn't do on my own for sure. Yeah. So this is a very big, uh, these are very important paragraphs because they set up the basis, the new basis. They set up the real problem, which is reliance on self. They describe a lot of the basic uh, spigots of what's going to happen in life. Yeah. So very cool. Thank you, Rich. Okay. If any of you got any questions for Paul, burning questions that you've been holding on to for a few weeks, then now is the time. Oh, share. Yeah, yeah, share. Just don't go into a giant 20-minute story. That's all. Because uh, we're not into the particulars in this meeting, and it's not an AA meeting. We're into the uh, the patterns and the principles and the, the building blocks and the basis and, you know, the primary... Uh, points that move and shape the rest of our lives. Yeah. I mean, the basis of trusting something greater than what you've been trusting is really the fundamental message. And way I found that could happen would to see that which you have been trusting isn't you. 
I didn't see it working under the identification as self. And I did not see self starting to trust the higher power. I saw that as more trust in self. Yeah. So by seeing that I'm not this idea of self, it opened up a lot of possibility that wasn't opened up when I was living from the idea of self. So my whole message here is something that happened with me. I saw distinctly that self represented a foreign agent or a pathogen or a parasitical movement. Yeah. And by seeing that as foreign to me, the possibility of being free from it became available. And then for good measure, it just gave me, it just scanned my life from six to that point where I was having this occur. And I, it showed me that I'd been trying to get out of self as self for quite a long time. Yeah. And that <laughs> obviously it hadn't worked <laughs> because self can't get out of self. That doesn't mean Paul can't get out of self. It means self can't get out of self. And many of us are taking Paul and Jim as self. Yeah. So Paul is AKA self attempting to get out of self. That's why it's not working. Yeah. So let's see, you're not self. Mm. You stop trying to get out of self and you realize you're not in it. And therefore you have some, you're living from a new basis. And now you start enjoying peace of mind, feeling that presence, feeling that new power come in, all those demo, uh, descriptions of the effects of this message, you start having an intimate uh, relationship with. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, and I know exactly where it's based on. It's the, it has been based on the recognition of that which has defeated me as not me. That is, that's the whole recovery in my experience is now based on recognizing that which has defeated me is not me. That's all basically. Yeah. And then the, yeah, this isn't about changing any steps or anything like that. It's just trying to present a clear di diagnosis of the exact nature of the problem. Yeah. You are not the exact nature of the problem. The exact nature of the problem is foreign to you. It's foreign to you. Yeah. If you keep calling it you, it's going to be a bitch trying to get out of it. If you see it's not you, uh, you'll start recognize you can't be in it, which is fantastic. <laughs> That's a nice new basis. <laughs> I start from the basis I can't be in it. <laughs> Instead of the basis, I've got to try to get out of it. <laughs> totally different, eh? Yeah. All right. So there you go. Anyone, Mike or uh, Richard? So there's no questions just at the minute. One thing I was wondering, I um, I see self as very similar to how you're, you're talking about it. I see it as a series of defensive sort of mechanisms designed to protect. And I was thinking, is the fear part of that package, if you like? Yes. Is the fear that, that system going, fuck, I can't control this. I can't, I can't keep hold of everything. I can't control everything. I'm, everything's slipping. See, Richard, it, pre it presents that it's trying to protect, but it's trying to protect itself. It's not trying to protect you. It's trying to protect, definitely. But it doesn't, you got to look at the fine print. It's trying to protect itself. It's not trying to protect you. You are expendable in quite a lot of ways. <laughs> it becomes indispensable. <laughs> watch it watch what happens yeah i just watched a video a while ago that really demonstrated something vividly and there was like a bus and there was a um, camera on the bus from like the above the driver's head and so you could see on the the first few uh rows of seats on the other side and there was a young girl on the first seat across from the driver. And 
the, the bus got into an accident and the late girl was just sitting there looking at her phone. And suddenly she was thrown in the air and was doing like a 360. And all you could see was her holding the phone like it was fucking. <laughs> she was not going to let go of that phone. Her whole body could have been crushed, but it would probably the phone would have been outside the tire. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And I feel this is the idea of self. Self doesn't value you that much. If you're riding a like a $300 bike and you start falling, it tries to save the bike more than you. <laughs> it does. But I, I would argue if I keep if the phone of a bike is my addiction, but I need so much to keep me safe and keep me alive, am I not? I'm forgetting in that moment how valuable my body and my life is, and I'm getting that thing that I think protects me, the phone and the bike. That's where I get confused. Well, you see, its value, its value is very different than what you would think your value is, yeah, or what you're interested in. It has a different agenda, yeah, and it's running its agenda by talking to you as you. Yeah. And so when push comes to shove and there's going to be something to be saved, you're probably not going to be the first thing saved. <laughs> a fucking iPhone would be or a bike or or that coffee or that drink. Remember those people falling and the last thing they want to drop is that drink. They'll, they'll go over the cliff as long as they can put the drink on the cliff and they'll lose their life to save that fucking daiquiri or whatever this is that's a strange value system isn't it when its whole story is that it's you and it's looking out for your concerns and your interests but it isn't really it's looking out for its concerns and its interests and it's not that interested in you as a valuable thing other than for transportation really i watched it tons of times yeah you watch when you were surfing and let's say you went in the rocks. You didn't try to save you. You tried to save your board. You didn't want your $500 board to hit the rocks as you're getting banged around in the rocks. Yes, you would be pushing that away. It's insane. I mean, in those moments, its rawness is really revealed. It's... Uh, because it spends a lot of money advertising to you. It's your your amigo or your <laughs> your benefactor. But in fact, it would <laughs> you're not a you're not a high valued commodity on its little list of value. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's what that video of the phone showed me which I'd known, but it was a great demonstration of where at that moment her head's value lied was fucking saving that phone and saving the person who was holding it. Yeah? Mind boggling, isn't it? You know, people will really, not to get their new shirt dirty, they'll fucking, you know, fall off a cliff. That's... <laughs> You know, that $25 shirt at that moment is much more valuable than you. You want that to be the director of this life? Huh? Uh. Chris has got a question for you, Paul. Yeah. Would you like to mute yourself, Chris? Hi, Chris, alcoholic. Uh, thanks for your talk, Paul. Yeah, I, I actually... I wanted to share a little bit because it, this was uh, um, this is something I had a really hard time with for years and years. The idea of where it says self-reliance failed us. And I think part of the reason I had such a hard time with it was I didn't understand what they were talking about when they said self, you know, it's like, I didn't know, I didn't know what that was. And um, I mean, I probably wrote seven inventories and I never really understood. I thought it was like self-reliance failed, like, like it was a shame thing, like, oh, you fucking failed yourself, you know? And and it wasn't until, um, I mean, I drank it 20 years, came back and had to do a deeper dive into this thing. And uh, there's a, 
there's a book called the unpopular studies in the last three steps, you know, and it's written by several program members. And there's a chapter in there called watching ourselves, you know, and it, it really helped me because it said, you know, when we start to watch ourselves in step 10, um, it's, it's as if we're two people, not one, you know, and it, 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 it talks about the inner critic, you know, and I'll just give you an example of what it says. Like, so that the sentences, they don't start with capital letters and they don't have any punctuation. So this is what the inner critic would sound like. I didn't agree at all with what that book was saying. I have no idea what, why I let Martha talk me into reading it. I wonder what my pastor would say about it. That reminds me, I need to get the brakes done in the car before church on Sunday. I wonder if I should take it to the same garage as last time. I'm pretty sure the mechanic overcharged me. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I wonder what my, my, uh, uh, maybe I should get a new car, but the loan would be too much. If I were paid more at work and it goes on and on, right? This is like yeah. endless stream of, and this is what is what's going on in our head all day long, you know? And, and uh, what, what, what was kind of cleared up for me was that um, once I'm able to objectify all that thought, whether it's fear thought or whether it's just the inner narrative, the psychological, uh, constructed self, you know, that's uh, based on programming from the past, conditioning, you know, parents, teachers, uh, shit I've told myself. And I believe all that stuff, you know, I get caught up in it. And, and that's that narrative of self uh, is what has defeated me, you know, the belief, the belief and trust in that narrative is what has defeated me. And, um, but if you can watch it, then you realize that the that those thoughts, those fears, any of those thoughts, are something that's in consciousness. It's not you, like you said. It's 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 an object in consciousness, just like the table in front of me or the iPad in front of me. And when I'm able to do that, there's so much freedom to travel lighter because you're not listening to that. I mean, we listen to it all day long, right? We listen to that narrative all day long, but we it's harder to watch it, you know, but, but that's where the freedom is and being able to watch that. And um, I mean, I've found an immense amount of freedom just doing that. And, uh, but the, the wording like self-reliance um, it took me a long time before I really even understood what that meant, you know? And so, but the clarification of what it meant uh, was very helpful. So thanks for letting me share. All right, let me, I want to share a little bit about your share, if you don't mind. Yeah? Okay, so you start learning about, let's say, this inner critic or whatever. Yeah? Now, what we're attempting to share here is that the seeing of that, the inner critic, is going to be claimed by the selfie. And so now you're going to you, yeah, there was a seeing from you about the inner critic, and now that has been claimed by an aspect, and one of those aspects is the inner critic, which is a big compilation called self, yes? So now self is gaining knowledge about self. So it says self-knowledge avails us nothing, yeah? So what we're attempting to do here is not only see the action, but see how that which is the action is claiming being the seeing of the action, yeah? We're adding a second punch because you figured you knocked the thing out and it keeps coming back. So there's, there's a seeing of that activity and then there's a seeing of how the seeing of that activity has been claimed by that activity. Yeah. So, and it's very fast. So I, I saw for many years, the first part, but it wasn't bringing me a great relief. I thought I knew a lot, but when I mostly needed to know it, it wasn't available. So it was really self-knowledge wasn't availing me much, but when I had the knowledge of the mechanical claiming of the consciousness, because everything is seen from awareness or consciousness. And then there's 
a claiming of that and made into this story that you're the one who's seeing it and all that. Yes. So not only seeing the inner critic, but seeing the claiming of seeing the inner clinic in it critic. Yeah. This is what we're attempting to establish. In other words, the basis, we're trying to add some yardage or footage to the basis to make it a little wired, wider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not only seeing the one shade of selfing, but seeing the opposite shade because this is duality. Yeah. So, and the message is sprinkled with this idea of non-duality, which is negation of the duality. So the negation of the, the see, the seeing being claimed by the seer, and then, and then the seeing of that it being claimed by the seer. <laughs> yes. Two, a negation of both really does go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. I appreciate the that uh, reading and everything. Yeah, I would say the seer, the seeing of it is awareness itself. You know, it's yes. not it's it's not me who's seeing it. You know, it's exactly. it's, it, it's it's awareness. It's it's consciousness. You know, that's right. Yeah. So we we there's a negation of the first one who was supposedly appearing as the critic and the one who's now seeing the critic. We're negating both of those. Yeah. That's, I've, one knockout punch doesn't do it in my experience. The selfing will regroup and claim to be the seer of itself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I see it as a mechanical mental activity. You're not doing it. There's no one behind it. It's just the way the program is set and how it runs. Yeah. And, one of the big aspects of the program, it isn't AI. It's not growing into an awareness. It's unaware, and it's going to be unaware of a lot of shit. Yeah, and self cannot get out of self. So this is the beauty of the failedness of the system, bringing a great amount of value to you, finally. When you were relying on the failed system, it brought a lot of consequences, but now that you're not relying on the failed system, it has great value, yeah, because you're not relying on it. You've realized, uh, you're convinced that any life run on self-will is not going to be successful. You're convinced of that. And now you're uh, being, you're on a new basis, really. And we're just trying to point out that that new basis will be claimed by the old basis, yeah, mechanically. So, so the whole head's movement is based on claiming. It, it claims the act of what you see through awareness, and it uses it to imply that it's you seeing it. You're the one who's aware. And it, would, it's, it just does it, that's all. It's mechanical. So when you see that, and you see both claiming, and then the second claiming, I feel there's a great relief there that doesn't show up much if you just see the critic as another aspect of the critic. It just doesn't work well for me. Yeah. So we're just adding uh, some yardage to the basis. Yeah. A bigger foundation. And but really rooted in non-duality, really. As, as not as an idea, but as an activity. The negation of duality. Yeah. That's the basis. I think it goes beautifully in the basis of recovery. I do. Yeah, because a lot of people still got caught in a sense of self and they're trying to get out of self. Another sense they have of self. Let's call it the objectified sense of self. They're, but they're not knowing or understanding they're trying to get out of it as a subjectified sense of self. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why self-knowledge avails us nothing. When the subjectified self has knowledge of the objectified self, it doesn't lead to freedom from self. <laughs> it's just more bondage of self, yeah? You become a professor of holes, but you keep falling into holes. What's the point of the knowledge? So this is something that I ran into, and I something took me like let's say deeper or more back or whatever. And I got to see the two movements instead of just the one movement. 
the one movement wasn't sufficient enough to bring about a relief, but seeing the two movements have has made a new basis, yeah? And that basis has a, a relief built into it, yeah? Yeah. So that's as best as I can be today about, you know, describing. But yes, yeah, that was great. That book probably is very good for people. And I just, this is just a disclaimer from the secondary claiming. <laughs> we just putting it in, you know, a little page in all the books and just say, uh, just describe the mechanicalness of the head claiming whatever consciousness or awareness brings us into contact with, the system will claim it to support its narrative. Yes. It's nothing personal. It's just, it's just, that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, does that have a huge effect? Well, if you don't see it, yes, because you are the reality, but if you see it, it's the, it's effect diminishes greatly. Yeah. Because what it's trying to fool is us. Yeah. It's trying to fool us into the fact that we're me or we're it. And when you come out of that, your interest and attention is moved, which it says in that reading, your attention will be directed differently than when it's directed through self. Yeah, exactly. So the emphasis of your life will change because something is highlighting everything throughout the day based on its own premises. So you're getting shit highlighted that reinforces the failed system. That's what happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's running an advertising campaign and it's making it to be all about you, but it's really all about a you, a you that you're not. Yeah. And uh, when it push comes to shove, it will show its hand. It doesn't give a shit in a lot of level about you and your condition. It doesn't. Yeah. You could be dying and it would be more concerned how your face looks than your fucking body expiring. <laughs> I don't want an open casket. I can't stand the way I'm looking. This is, it's got a very misproportionate agenda. Yeah. It shows itself <laughs> a lot of the time. Uh, it, it always overplays its hand, really, if you have the eyes to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Thank you for that share. Yeah, that's very good. That's excellent in a way. And I just feel like if you added another step and see the claiming of seeing all that, it would go a long way into really infusing seeing all that with some power. Yeah. 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 That's how it see. That's how self neuters knowledge about itself. It claims it. Yeah. So there's a lot of knowledge about self going around. The way self neuters it is it claims it. It claims to be the one who has the knowledge of self. I mean, it's confronted with self knowledge all day. It seems to have been pretty good so far. It negates, it neutralizes shit completely. Yeah. Yeah, so fantastic though. All right, Rich. Anyone else? Uh, there's no more questions. Just it, a minute. You don't have to follow it. Just feel it. Feel it. There's a space that goes past the space we think is where we start and stop. There's more space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully you feel it. It doesn't, it's, this isn't about understanding it. This is about feeling it. And then the understanding will come because the feeling or the sense of the relief will fill up the understanding instead of the conceptual head filling up the understanding. You'll have a living understanding, which is flexible and shit like that. It's got some oomph to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks. Yes, no more questions just at a minute. I could relate to what you were saying about it's sort of value system and the things that it advertises to you. Like you say, you're dying and it wants to make sure you look good rather than try to save your life. Yes. Remember they used to say to us and where I'm from, 
It says you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. Well, when I came in, I thought my face was my ass. But from the self's point of view, my face, how I look to it, really, or to what it thinks to others, but it's all it's thinking about how you look to others, is so, so profoundly important at the expense of a lot of other shit. So we need a like a an anatomical description of what what your what is your ass and what is your face. So you start living for your ass instead of your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, terminal uniqueness. What is that but like a spider wrapping you in a cocoon? Yeah. The terminal uniqueness is the parasite wrapping you into a cocoon. You still think like you're moving and shit like that, but you're you're fucking encased. Yeah. Didn't you have that when you came in? I remember when I came into one of these big AA meetings, my first few weeks, I felt so terminally unique there. Even though every one of us were addicts and alcoholics, I was a, such a unique persona. No one had my feelings or thoughts or had done the shit I did. It was insane. It was like finally waking up to the shell from the chocolate of the M&M, yeah? I just like, there was a chocolate starting to wake up and it was like, what's this fucking shell? It was incredible. And then I started listening to people share their feelings, their thoughts and their actions. And they sure sounded like mine. <laughs> yeah, I go, how did these fuckers get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. And that was one of the first breakthroughs. Yeah, Just sitting at meetings. So much was revealed just by having my ass sitting there. Yeah. And then the terminal uniqueness broke and some light went out and in and shit. And then it so and just went on like that. Yeah. But I felt, didn't you feel like a cocooned out? Or totally disassociated from your body? I remember when my right arm, when I was using, let's say my right arm got hurt and started to bleed, I would just look left. All, all fucking day. I would just, just fucking, I had a terrible right leg based on getting run over. I lived as if I didn't have a leg at all when I was running out there. Did not take care of it. Fucking, you know, try to stuff it in my old favorite shoes that look cool. The poor fucking leg was getting the worst treatment and it was called my leg. Yeah. This thing has overplayed its hand in my life and I finally got to see it. And I got a, a clearer understanding that it's not me. Instead of provoking more guilt and shame and obviously then more denying and disassociation, it brought about a, 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 an end of the urban renewal project. And I, saw, I finally saw this parasitical movement as not from me or as me. Yeah. And I've never changed that view because I figured it was the correct one I finally landed in. Nothing's ever changed. I saw this like 30 years ago in recovery, and I've been, I could have been a circuit speaker if I would have shut up, but instead I had to start pointing this shit out, and it didn't go well. <laughs> Greeted with the famous, it's not AA. Yes. That's why we had to put that there. This is not an AA meeting. We put that in way early because that's, I used to get attacked from that point and then shit like that. Yeah. But there's no stopping me now. <laughs> there's no stopping us now. Well, we're grateful anyway, Paul. We've got a oh, question yeah. from Ruby. Yes. Ruby, do you want to unmute yourself? Here she comes. Who is this? Hey, Paul. Oh, yeah. Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you have said some things that uh, 
I realize now they work their way in, but they would have to work their way in without words. And then uh, you you talk about going in the rooms and the power in the rooms. And uh, I like that because there was no noun to it. And I uh, this month they've been working step 10 hard and uh, they use nouns to describe uh, the power, which for me distracts from it. And um, some of this stuff I realize is just for this little unit to, to get through it. But I like that, uh, the thought that the power doesn't have to have a noun to it because a lot of the things that you have the words for uh, don't need nouns on them, but you can't <laughs> really explain how that happens to uh, folks. They just kind of have to like sit with you the way they sit with you. Uh, and then uh, that just happens. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it makes you know, sense yeah. to me. And yeah. um, I, I'm so grateful for that because uh, it it took the the confusion away for me. Um, I was pretty clear, uh, like you, as a little kid, and then around uh, somewhere around four, when the the shit hit the fan. It was uh, I couldn't tell you the truth I couldn't understand what the fuck they were talking about I mean they just didn't make any sense there, there wasn't any um, uh, feeling behind, or some the power wasn't in the words it was just bullshit so uh, what has happened uh, you know coming to these meetings and listening and stuff is um I don't need nouns. I'm completely exhausted <laughs> from nouning. And uh, I allow myself now to just take days off and with, I don't need to know. It's just, I, when you said that, that I love going to meetings for that reason. I don't, you know, I don't know. It just works. I don't, why when something's working, you know, but then I realized that that's the disease is the one that needs to know. And sometimes I just, most of the time, I just tell it to fuck off. I don't need to know because it's working. That's what you've given us something. Um, but there's, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just yes, like it. Me. I don't need a yeah. noun. Well, no. I do know, but it, yeah, you're right. I do. You know, I got a kid uh, and uh, I have this thing. I'll, I'll, I just love people on fire that come in and they're on fire and they're doing the deal. And he listens to you also. And we talk and he's just, and he, you know, I, I think it was last week or something you said, uh, to some uh, new kid, just just do what they tell you to do. And Jimmy's really good at this, you know. And I I told him I said I love to watch you. I love to watch him work with other people because he just he's got it. And um, I just mean so much. I mean, whatever this is that happens here. Um, it's the primary purpose and uh, it means everything because I did not know that a human being could have this much space around it just to whatever, you know, really, 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 really enjoy peanut butter on an apple, especially those ones out of like Sebastopol. I mean, damn. That's living. It, it is simple. So 
I really want to thank you, you know, uh, really. Thank you so much for that, that there doesn't have to be nouns. It can well, be okay. Thank you, honey. Well, you know, in a way, uh, image came up in my head. Let's take that unsuspected inner resource as oil. And so we're on a property. You can't see the oil on the surface, but there's an unsuspected inner resource. <laughs> from there. And if you just sit around and drill in, the oil will come up and fulfill the understanding, the conceptual framework, and give you a, a life-felt intimacy with it. Yeah, And so I realized uh, that this may take uh, a, a lot of consecutive sittings, but something happens in these repetitive meetings that we are in that something occurs that does more for us that we than we could do for ourselves. Yeah. And again, uh, you don't have to understand or agree or not to agree. Just sit in the space and see what happens. And maybe some ideas you had will be filled with uh, a new meaning with some oomph in there. Yeah. And maybe the diagnosis we're sharing will fit in your own life experience. And uh, and this can be another, uh, this can be a couple more yards on your new basis, you know, a couple more feet, galvanized steel, solid, yeah? <laughs> which is going to allow a lot more possibilities to land. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is, uh, hey, uh, this is why we repeat it a lot. Because I learned that repetition helps, just like it helps with the disease. It can help with the cure, so to speak. So all hail the people that show up. And uh, I think I think they've probably feel a whole lot more about the message than they did when they first heard the message. Yeah. So there you go. I have faith in it. So I just I just show up. Yeah. Well, you made it really clear that the faith that I, the faith that was there in what didn't work, complete faith. I thought there was no such thing as faith, but you spoke for a while on that there was faith in something. And, yeah. and, and well, the way you did it was, is like, I didn't have the faith in it. There was faith in something. See, that's there again. That's. There's not a, a lot of noun work there. There's not a lot of claiming. And so, you know, working with not claiming was really instrumental. Yeah, great. Yeah. I can yeah. use I can use the word I now and talk to people and know that the word I is being used, but it's not, not me. And yes. then the you. I'm uh, I kind of work that way. I'm very, um, I will take some, I'm sure that's because I was a dancer and a gymnast and all those things. And you have to be extremely focused to pull that off, but you can't that you can't claim that there either. If you, if you claim any of that, you're going to get hurt on those bars. They'll show you who's boss. So you came up or it was passed through you the, the, the the non-claiming but you and then later on you can use the words where they're going to it will be understood but you'll it, it'll be used in a way where none of it's being claimed i mean that's just about the best way i could say that yes yes yeah the message is how it's heard yeah so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not to hear of or it's the hearing of it yeah and People said, you know, they can't stop listening to it, the head, but they can. They can hear it. And then there's another uh, uh, aspect of hearing that goes to a point of listening. That's really where the shit hits the fan. So you're going to hear what's happening. 
because of what we are. We're aware. But the listening to it is an ideation or that's the, the addiction to this idea of self. So the head is addicted to what it's it's entertaining. And we go along with it and we provide the battery or the generation of it. And we can wake up from that. Yeah. And the waking up is not an event. It's an activity. You're awake. You're awake isn't uh, circa 1993. It's now. <laughs> it's the present tense verb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're awake to being awake instead of you're not, you're awake to being asleep. You're awake to being awake now. Yeah. A lot of mm -hmm. us are awake to being asleep. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, honey. We Thank move you, hon. So, uh, close the, uh, the shop. Anyone else? And, or <clears throat> we'll just say goodbye today. We'll have a meeting at another one today at 4.30 Pacific time. And now our schedule should go as as is till uh, around November 15th. And then we're going to be doing some live stuff in New Jersey. See, this is the funny thing. I just got back from Italy. I swore I didn't want to travel. And then people call me up and I travel. So, I mean, you can't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> Doesn't so fucking nothing sticks, you know. So, so, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, let me say goodbye. Ruby, I'm always happy to see you. Yeah. You're in one of our farthest outposts, Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've been pretty late with the supplies we promised, but we'll send them to you. Yeah. Michael Stacy, as always. Michael Stacy is really a, a big backbone for these Tuesdays and Thursday meetings. And uh, I wouldn't show up unless Michael showed up because uh, I wouldn't. So, Michael, uh, yeah. We got Walter. Walter, Walter, Walter. Uh, he's woken up. Uh, we got Dana. Dana, Dana. Oh, Walter has a big toy thing. Dana. Oh, it's like a, oh, a teddy bear. Uh, I didn't picture you as a teddy bear person, but uh, whatever. Dana, nice to see Dana. Kerry, as always. Hawaii. He's got the universal uh, belly button behind him on the wall. Pretty good. Who is this? I don't, don't know who this is. Oh, Chris, I think. Thank you, Chris, for the share today. Andrew, as always. Yeah. Just get those basics down, Andrew. Not using, not drinking. And then a lot of shit that you learn will actually be put to good effect. Yeah. James Lebowski. Yeah, he's looking for that 65 cent check. The price went up on fucking half and half. Yeah, you need a dollar now. Rich here, rich now. Thank you for running the show. Keith M., Pleasure having you holding the space. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Oh, yes, she is. Holding court. Mia, Mia is in Athens, Greece, I think. Nice to see you, Mia. Florida, John. Nice to see you, John. Kurt Zimmerman. My main man in Redondo Beach. Nice to see you. Nina. Holding the fort. I'm going to have to come down there sooner or later, Nina. I know you're not going anywhere, so I'll have to come where you are. I'm going to come to you. Oh, you are? All right. Well, well, if, well or you'll come here. <laughs> but <I'll enjoy> <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, no, I want to come. I, I need a trip. I'm, I'm, today was so, so, so good. And I'm, I'm so happy. And that's all I want to say. Oh, great, 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 great. Roman. Nice to see Roman. We just we survived the second Zen Bishlap retreat. I don't know. I think the third one may kill us. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oliver Berlin. We got Nick V. Nice to see you, Nick. 
Kathy in Cleveland. Yeah. Marcus. Nice to see you, Marcus. I meet you. Jacob. Hey, yeah, Jacob and uh my prom queen in there. Alex and Jacob. Hey, yeah, you're gonna have to come down and see me in Dover. Yeah. Yeah, we'll plan something. It's a couple weeks away. For sure. Great, great. I look forward to it. Really. Verena. Yes, there she is. Nice to see you, honey. Rob in Kentucky. We got Paula. I don't know. I can't see what she is. Let me go here. We've got Grateful Dave. Thank you for showing up today. Christine in Hawaii. Ben. Rob, Roman, Oliver, Nick, Kathy, Marcus, Jacob, Nina. I think I got, oh, Andrew. No, Chris. I got everyone, I think. If I missed you, I apologize. Again, we're here at 4.30 Pacific time today. Same linkage, really. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Yes.